0: Lads and lasses, and a very happy MLS Cup weekend to all of you. To prepare for Saturday night's square off between Seattle Sounders and the Columbus Crew, we've got a special bonus episode featuring our friends from the Bryant and Me podcast. We are unapologetically pro Crew this weekend, so glory to Columbus, and let's kick off.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. I am Justin Horniker. Joined he joined here with my usual co-host, Stephen Ground. Stephen, how are you doing?
0: I'm just great. How are you tonight?
1: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You know why I'm doing fantastic, Stephen? We have some special that, guests. Justin? We have some special guests here from the Brian and Me podcast. Brian, Thomas, welcome in. How are you boys doing tonight?
2: Awesome. Doing great. All right. Doing yeah. great. I was very, I was
3: very polite to let Brian go first. I didn't try to talk over anybody <laughs> or anything.
2: Yeah, there you go. First time for everything, guys.
3: <laughs> so for those of you
1: that don't know, come from our podcast, Brian and me. It's a Columbus Crew slash other podcasty things podcast. So we enjoy having you guys on for that Columbus Crew perspective ahead of the big game tomorrow night, as well as just kind of getting your perspective on MLS from a Columbus perspective as well we're all cool about that coming from the st louis side of brand new team coming into the league even though we follow the league it's nice to kind of get everyone else's i don't know where you come from where where your team is at so let's start it off how are you guys feeling about tomorrow
2: Oh uh, <laughs> it's been an been...
3: air of anxiety just comes over the pod. <laughs> it's been a it's been a roller coaster. Um it's been uh starting the week off, you hear that it's pretty much an even even split, and you saw it was 50-50, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be a good matchup. I right? just hoping for a good, you know, a solid uh 90 minutes of soccering by Columbus and then playing a team like Seattle. I mean, they're coming in with two MLS cups and uh, then yesterday I actually was able to procure a ticket for the match. So I got really excited. And then like two hours later, I was in the basement <laughs> whenever they made the announcement that um, two of our best offensive players, um, two, I, that's, that's probably disrespectful to a couple of players. Uh, some of our best offensive players are gone. Arguably our best player, Darlington Nagby, who has been here before won two cups, um, with two different teams, actually. Um, I I was kind of deflated, but today, <laughs> as I woke up, um, as time has gone on, I'm feeling um, a little better as the time goes on. Do I think uh, we'll wait and see if there's any predictions? But um, I, I feel better than I did last night. That's good.
2: I'm kind of in the same boat. Like last night, getting that news, like that was pretty, pretty devastating, pretty, pretty tough. But um, what I did this morning and I think the reason that Thomas was in a better mood as well this morning um, I'm not sure how big a like movie guys you guys are but I uh, looked up the speech from Animal House <laughs> when uh, Bluto um, is telling everybody you know was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor and you know threw that out there sent that to Thomas and I'm, I'm hyped I'm ready like you know there's hope here like yeah we're we're playing a really good squad and yeah we're losing some guys but we believe man like you know we'll get in i'm sure we'll talk about the crew some more but like three years ago like this team wasn't going to exist anymore and everybody said then oh they're not gonna they're not gonna beat management and they're not gonna keep the team and a lot of the people then were saying some of the same things as now and we're standing we're here we're ready for the cup tomorrow let's play the game let's see what happens i'm excited
1: yeah put a bow on that journey
0: yeah man mm-hmm. I love that. the uh st louis blues not to make sports play that uh speech every time they're down in the third period on the uh, jumbotron there so very huh. familiar with using that as a pump-up mechanism
1: I it's like, worth it's for just it an all-time help. great scene in it's... cinema history so right yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think it, it kind of just puts a like I said a bow on the journey of coming from saving the team to that kind of like middle ground, and then this year seemed like you're coming in with a really strong team with on coming in and Nagby coming to Columbus, and then just seeing it all play out with the craziness that was 2020. Now you're closing out the stadium, uh, hopefully with a win.
3: Yeah, and they uh, they've had injury issues all season, and I know. Uh, the usual thing that you say next is all teams have injury issues. No, we have like <laughs> our, our MLS newcomer of the year. He only played in a, you know, handful of matches. Lucas Delarion, who came in from Liga MX. He won newcomer of the year only playing, you know, <laughs> a fraction of the matches that he was injured. Darlington Nagby, He left for a good chunk of the season for injury. Our goalkeeper, Aloy room, who was, if you remember the gold cup uh, back in 2019, he, kind of stood on his head and he had an amazing tournament which was not the reason that crew got him i hope that there's more (laughs) more research than oh we did good in those couple of games let's just sign this dude um he was on our radar for a while so we've lost him it's at least this year we've had the injuries where these guys coming in tomorrow and i don't know if we're going to do like roster predictions or anything but they're not um they're not new to this. <laughs> they've played this season. They've had minutes under their legs, like outside of the last four or five matches where we were finally healthy. We finally had everybody together. These guys, the guys that you might not know as, you know, MLS marketing tools, um, they've had their minutes and they've played. So I, I'm i not as nervous. Maybe that's why after today, you're talking to me later in the day. <laughs> Earlier this morning, I might've been like, oh, I don't know. But right now I feel like... Um, they're going to be able to adjust. And tomorrow morning you might,
1: yeah, you got to go through those ups and downs. Steven, you know, as you look for tomorrow, like what kind of questions do you have like heading into the game for Columbus for these guys to maybe help you out
0: with? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's an, it's an interesting game because it feels to me. And again, I'm, I'm self-admittedly someone who's fairly new to MLS, but it feels to me kind of like a, a little bit uh, you know, Synod- or not synonymous isn't the word I want, but similar to a, a Super Bowl against the Patriots, it feels like the team that's always there in MLS Cup versus the team that you know is kind of the community favorite. The the heart drop. I would unapod- unapologetically say I'm a I'm a Crew fan entering this one. So you know how much does that kind of weigh on you guys as you enter it knowing that this is a team that's been in you know for the last five MLS cups I think and has been there all the time and you know whether Alexi Lawless wants to say it or not is as close as you can get to a dynasty in, in MLS how does that you know affect your mindset as you enter this thing
2: that's the way I want it like like let's like let's beat The best team, you know, like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's be the one, you know, that knocks out that that dynasty, right, the Patriots of the, of the MLS, you know, I'm a I'm an old school pro wrestling fan and Ric Flair used to say, uh, to be the man you got to beat the man. And that's, I was thinking of
3: that quote, Brian, and I was going to ask you who it was. I was, I was thinking it was either
2: him, Hulk, or Macho Man. So thank you for nature bringing plan. that one out too. Classic. So it's like you know, that's like that's who I want to be. Like I, I would have almost been, like I mean, I'll take anybody we can play. Don't get me wrong, but I would almost mm-hmm. there, A part of me would have been slightly disappointed if it wasn't that team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally get that.
2: Sure.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you're you're looking you're looking at whenever i uh, started really really following so this was 2013 2014 i had lived in northeast ohio so about two hours from columbus and i hadn't um i didn't grow up with soccer around me so whenever i became an mls supporter really dug my heels into being a crew supporter that was when seattle was kind of like uh kind of like the lafc of today or the atlanta united Ooh. of today where it's bright it's shiny it's new it's you know this is they joke around uh mls you know 2.0 mls 3.0 because whenever they bring these big teams in and then the other teams kind of go to the wayside and columbus was one example of a severe going to the wayside but yes yeah, <laughs> seattle it kind of went down as you know atlanta came in in la but they've on the field they've just been they've just been really good i i think that having everybody behind the columbus side here i'm like Brian said, it's it's nice to be that underdog. It's nice to feel that. I mean, even, uh, I don't know if you saw the headlines today in Columbus, but the Columbus Dispatch, which is our local newspaper, uh, their sports page, they had like a crew story a little bit at the top. And then the big story was like history making or something like that, and it had a picture of Seattle. So even Columbus's newspaper <laughs> sports page had seattle as like the main story on the sports page Uh, and you could online too it wasn't just like a paper one online you would see the same exact layout and that's so rough (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a professional (laughs) athlete i'm not a pro athlete right so i don't know everything in terms of their mental fortitude and their motivation of going into a game but that is as much of a whiteboard fodder that's as much of whiteboard kind of stuff in your head where uh even caleb's going in there your own newspaper is talking about the other team we've lost two players and everyone's talking about them i, I want to see some sort of uh Belushi animal house type of thing from caleb porter but i'm sure it'll be a little more composed than that one was um and i just say use it as motivation to to take yourself across that hump because seattle's not going to be you know if you watch that Western conference final down to to0 with 15 minutes left, like they won in regulation. They're, they're not a team to, to take lightly. So hopefully I don't think they're going to take them lightly tomorrow. I think you're going to see a very motivated Columbus side.
0: Yeah. They and, feel you
3: like know, MLS playoffs decree. That it has to be an insane game. Also
0: that's true Mm -hmm. yeah Seattle just feels like kind of like you guys were saying it's sort of like the rightful final boss of a season (laughs) like you know you've (laughs) you've come all this way and and (laughs) with no disrespect to them if you'd faced FC Dallas or you know Minnesota United it just wouldn't you know might have felt like an easier matchup going in might have might have you know seemed like a better outcome for you but it just wouldn't have felt right and you know I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it seems like you kind of echo that sentiment. How do you all feel about, you know, having a home field advantage in you know, a a weird year for that, Uh, you know, kind of saying goodbye to the stadium in this in this MLS Cup environment? And, you know, obviously not going to be a full packed raucous house. But do you think that still plays, you know, some some role? I mean, obviously, Seattle has to travel a good way across the country. And still be out of their element what do you guys think that you know what factor does that play in all this
3: i went to the 2015 mls cup here in columbus where they hosted it against the portland timbers and you talk about distance the cascadia teams they like you know vancouver portland seattle they travel well especially portland and seattle i Mm -hmm. was in the kind of uh, south end of the stadium. So that's not where the Nordeka is and the stages. If you've seen a crew match, that's mm-hmm. where that's the North end of the stadium, the South end of the stadium, the entire section under the scoreboard was all Portland fans throughout the entire statement stadium. there were like sprinkling of Portland fans. So they, they definitely travel. Well, I'm actually uh, being at the game tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to expect. I'm hoping with such low numbers that you don't see a lot of Seattle supporters, I don't think you're necessarily going to see them unless um, people have resold their tickets, which is not against, you know, (laughs) against the norm for people to sell their tickets, especially when you look at the ticket prices right now on these, Mm -hmm. you know, secondary markets, it's, it's kind of stupid, but the kind of allure behind it is even if we only have like 1500, a couple thousand Mm -hmm. fans in a stadium that holds 19 to 20 is that this is the, this is the final playoff match that's ever going to be played in the stadium. Like this is going back in the U S soccer history. This is the first technically the first pro soccer specific only stadium to be built. Like, and this is now going to be the first one to close. And we're, um, fortunate enough to, I think, have that match. I I think that gives a little more gravity to it, but I hope that that motivates uh, not just myself. I'm motivated, but the other people who come to the stadium tomorrow, and even with masks on trying to be as, you know, um, as helpful as we can as helpful as supporters can be
1: does it feel a little bit like the end of an era like kind of this is the end of the save the crew era then you start next year with a new stadium with a little bit more investment than you've had in the past like do you guys get that feeling or what are your thoughts
2: just surrounding i don't think i'd really thought of it that way but i think there is something probably to that right like it's kind of the you know hopefully assuming the stadium finishes on time there's no major delays like this is the last you know this is the last one right like kind of the last hurrah we'll play some games there next year because i think the plan is to move mid-season over to the new stadium um but yeah i mean i i think i can kind of see where you're going with that like yeah you know we we had to save the crew we had you know the haslam family come in they kind of took over they've really started investing they really started um trying to reintegrate the team back with the community marketing the team in the area because under the previous ownership there was really no attempt to market the team in the area a lot of people didn't know when the team was playing it was they were hard to find on tv they were hard to you know it was just if you weren't looking for it you weren't finding it so yeah, I I could kind of see where where you're going with that. I think it's uh, I think we were kind of chatting before the before it started. Like that's a cool end to kind of that save the crew story would be. That's like the fairy tale ending, right? Like we save the team, and then you know two years later we're in the the final playoff game at you know Maffrey Stadium, and we we hoist the cup. Like that's that's an ESPN thirty for thirty if I've ever heard one. <laughs> um, i can...
3: Oh, go ahead to finish up. Sorry.
2: But yeah, I mean, it's it kind of breaks my heart a little bit, though, that, that it's obviously 2020 has sucked for a lot of reasons, and this is the least of them. But it, it's kind of sad and it kind of breaks my heart that we won't get that atmosphere of like, you know, 20,000 people in the stadium and, you know, the tailgate before like everybody kind of getting excited. And even like, even if you're not going to the game, like not being able to, you know, say go to a bar. With a large group of supporters if you're not going to go to the game and you know watch the game and you know either celebrate or commiserate you know depending on what happens like we'll be doing a lot of that over zoom kind of zoom watch parties instead of um you know packed into bars all drinking together but so that's kind of kind of sad but you know i'm i think i think the fans there i think the people that are going i think you're going to get the most passionate among our fan base for the most part. So, those are the people that are really committed. So, I think they're going to try their best to make an atmosphere as much as they can.
3: Yeah. And I, I see the new stadium as I like that idea of it kind of not moving to the wayside, but I, I kind of see it as a leveling up, like the Save the Crew movement. And now we leveled up and now we have this nice new stadium and we're going to welcome, uh, you know, our rivals to We're going to welcome Cincinnati. We have this nice, you know, place to bring in Austin, which I cannot wait. Some fair you're gonna find crucibles if you if, if you travel through social media world, you'll see people who don't see Austin as a rival. That's ridiculous. I can't wait until we play them. I think that's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm gonna probably have some emotions. I've been joking with folks throughout the day, and it's probably like it's like a, a half joke where yeah. I'm probably at the end of the match tomorrow going to be uh, shedding some tears either way. You <laughs> either like Brian said, either celebrating or commiserating. Uh, I, I feel like that's going to happen tomorrow for a lot of people who have the, the uh, who have the luck to be one of the people who are in the stadium.
1: I think like I think of the Austin thing like that is such a just natural rivalry even if it is one side of like hating the person who like scorned you as St. Louisans (laughs) we really relate with that with anything St. conquer related so it's that fire burns hot
3: yeah (laughs) Brian appreciates
0: that
2: (laughs) Brian appreciates that I can appreciate the art as a Spurs supporter I can appreciate the arsenal hate all day
3: (laughs) we're united in that no doubt I'm really excited about St. Louis because I, I, I like I said, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. My whole family's from Cleveland, so I lived through, you know, losing a team. And in St. Louis, you guys have lost like multiple teams, so it's like I, I can't imagine that kind of ingrained fan. I'm not trying to, you know, kick you when you're down, but uh, I think having an MLS team come in there. I know we're going to talk about the whole league a little bit, but I I think that's great, and I think St. Louis is an awesome city for for something like that. I think with sports, like there is a little
1: bit of like an us versus them like mentality because of that. Um, mm-hmm. sure. I don't know. Stephen can can talk to that a little bit, but I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of fun playing Colorado when we come into the league. I think that's going to be awesome and uh, playing KC and playing Chicago, of course, as well. But yeah, in our, in, have lo- we have a lot of hate for everyone else.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like we like our rivalries for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think MOS is is kind of the you know, the plant that that sprung up from the soil that was kind of abandoned by Stan Kroenke and the Rams because I think the league very, you know, very consciously wanted to avoid a market that they felt like was oversaturated with, you know, a football team that was struggling for support, I would say, because they were the worst team in the league for a decade Mm -hmm. and not because the fans didn't want to support it, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we could have an argument about that and you know, obviously the Cardinals are always going to be the number one and, and the Blues, especially recently, have been doing just fine as well. So I, th- I do think the league is, you know, kind of the very, very directly the um, positive consequence of, of going through that whole process and, and seeing uh, the football team depart. And, you know, I would uh, I would say good riddance <laughs> because as much as much as it hurt at the time. <laughs> Uh, you know it it was getting rid of people that didn't want to be here and replacing them with people they clearly do so you know I'm I'm really excited to kind of move into that new era and see what MOS has to offer this city and I definitely think you know as far as the the international culture and and some of the youth youth soccer culture in this area as well as the history it's just there will be at least a small but mighty fan base if not a larger than that but mighty fan base that's ready to kind of embrace this team and and you know, yeah. get it off the ground from day
3: one. Plus, you get that bump of being a new a new club too. One thing MLS really does is these new teams that come in. I feel bad for you know Miami especially because they've been trying to get a team since oh God when did Beckham get signed to LA? Uh, <laughs> uh, so they've, yeah. been to get, they've been trying to get a team forever, and yeah. then Nashville comes in you know kind of after a few years, not not too long like Miami, but the, I feel bad for them their first season having no fans you can't really get that media bump you can't get the stadiums loud and all that stuff so you're kind of hanging your hat on history but uh st louis no bringing them in that i think it makes sense and the no competition thing too that's nice but when you first come into league what 2022 right 2023 Uh, Oh, they pushed pushed back (laughs) oh man no um but if you're coming into the league too that's really going to Help put you on that you know you're going to get national games you're going to get that attention right. you're going to get all the marketing push that frankly um teams like columbus don't always get, <laughs> don't always get. <laughs> teams like seattle and portman seattle and portland seattle their play on the field has kept them in but mm-hmm. you see fan bases like portland's and seattle's where you're not like you're not the darling anymore <laughs> like mm-hmm. you you guys were great for a minute but now we have all these other things we need to push. So I think for St. Louis, getting you, you have to get out there. And I'm not trying to sound really pessimistic because I could get much more pessimistic than that. But they um, getting people out there, just being out in the general public, that's really important. I think to get to get that base started up. And it really, when you talk about save the crew, looking back to that, that was community run. Like the Mm -hmm. team had, because Anthony Precourt's running the team, the team had nothing to do with it, the ownership, all that stuff. This was done by the fans. So if you're going to build up, you know, a fan culture, don't wait for MLS to tell you what is fan culture at the time or wait for, you know, owners to tell you what it is. Make it your own. And I think that's something that um, hopefully you see come in with, not just you folks, but everybody else is coming into the league.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this expansion time has been – So important for us, obviously, because we are the direct beneficiaries, but I do think it's, (laughs) you know, changed the league significantly as well. And, you know, really broadened its footprint. Obviously, there are some negatives to that as well. And, you know, some some question marks about markets and their long term viability and each one kind of has to prove itself. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in St. Louis and its ability to kind of show up and, and make it happen. And I think that mixture of the history and the international fans and the people who just want to, you know, wave a middle finger at the NFL, which we have plenty of those (laughs) like, well, (laughs) hopefully give it a vocal enough fan base to, you know, kind of make that impact right out of the gate. I'm hoping the extra year will only help building excitement and building the team and, you know, kind of the youth program and some things like that as well. But that's one of the nice
1: things about that extra year is let's kind of, well, I hopped in on, they did like a academy presentation basically and how like that extra year basically gives us another year to hopefully have someone from the academy, like in the starting lineup on opening day, which would be fantastic. So it's nice that like we get a little bit extra time to really dive into that. And like, I don't know, you look at like Miami and uh, Nashville that like don't really have an academy presence yet and we'll come into league with a fully fleshed out one. So that'll be amazing.
0: St. Louis area player was the first pick in the not so Super Draft last year. So that's right. That's right. (laughs)
3: There you go. There's got that going for. There's the foundation there.
2: (laughs) That's right. I think I think more than anything, like get people to the get people to come out to a game. Like honestly, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people I know in Columbus that are like not soccer fans that are like, oh, you know, because I I was kind of. Thomas and I are both kind of know we're kind of known in the office as like the crew fans. Like we 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 when he and I worked together, like we were kind of known, like people would ask us about the crew and we talk about the crew and oh, I went to the crew game over the weekend and had a lot of fun. I'm not usually a soccer fan, but you know, I think I'm gonna go back. So like getting that exposure, but like get trying to bring in the average sports fan in general, I think is is key to that. Like people don't think they like soccer until they see it in person
0: yeah i think that's uh it's a huge we were talking about that last week too just building out that kind of environment and building out the area around the stadium so that it's more than just the stadium experiences is a big thing and you know i hope it's i i think our downtown is committed and our you know our political leaders are committed to trying to make that happen but i always have my doubts when uh, St. Louis city government gets involved in anything, so you know. Yeah, they like to get in goes. their
1: own way majority of the time.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's,
3: <laughs> that, that, that's that's really important. That's a important. big, no, that's ahead, a big push
2: with the crew. Because um, yeah, we're building our new stadium downtown. Mm-hmm. Our map Free is kind of. I'm sure you, neither of you guys have been Columbus, but map Free is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like it's it's right off the it's interstate. It's on the fairgrounds. But yeah, it's, <laughs> i uh, didn't it's on buy like it before. <laughs> it's on like the county fairgrounds, and right around it is like houses and warehouses mm-hmm.
0: like there's yeah. really
2: not anything to do around now we, there's a huge parking lot and plenty of room to get out there and you know drink a lot before the game which you know is a lot of fun but mm-hmm. there's no real like there's no <laughs> real like bars restaurants anything like that for the kind of non-crew fan to maybe do before or after or, anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I think they're kind of hoping kind of along the same lines with us, like that this will really pump up attendance in this market for us.
3: And we have also uh, for as long as the team has been, you know, not to, well, not in because the 2000s when they joined Montfrey, excuse me, or at the time Columbus Crew Stadium. I'm so good at adhering to the sponsor's Mm -hmm. name. I always say Montfrey. I never say Columbus <laughs> Crew Stadium. But for every other stadium, I'm always such like a homer. Like, no, I can't be. It's not, you know, Quicken Loans Arena. It's never mind. I'm a Cleveland fan coming out. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: they don't,
3: yeah, for a few months or for a few weeks out of the year, we can't even have home matches because mm-hmm. of the Ohio State Fair. Like, that's a couple weeks where we can't do it. And that's during the, the summer when those are, like, your best times to get matches those are your best times to get teams coming in and there's this book that um i forget his name i'm so horrible with names but he wrote about the save the crew story and some of the behind the scenes and talked to some of the politicians and if you really research i'm sure there's people who've written about it too like a actual like papers on it of the save the crew movement um you talk about city governments the columbus was wanting to help like they mm-hmm. wanted to help, like, hey, let's build the same. Let's keep the team here. But the owner or investor operator at the time, Anthony Precourt, he liked to um, just whine. He would go and whine in <laughs> meetings and say like, oh, I, I need this. You're not helping me enough. He wasn't like a partner. He, he almost like he came in to check off a box. And then at the end of a couple of years, like, oh, look, I changed the logo, but nothing else happened. So we're just going to leave. Like that... When you talk about MLS and I sounds a lot like Stan Kroenke and his it, from everything I've heard about him. Uh, he doesn't seem like the the greatest dude, um, <laughs> but hearing all that and hearing the kind of the, um, it felt like a, I'm not, I'm going to get a my tinfoil hat, but it feels kind of like an inside job where it's like, okay, let's move this team. That's really not doing too well. Let's not really invest in the team. Let's throw it, slap a new logo on them and, um, and then blame everybody else that's what it was for a couple years and we couldn't see it at first because crew supporters you get a new owner who's you know going to do these things oh they have a new logo they really care about the team but and then you find out behind the scenes that no they really they really didn't care about it that that left a kind of rough taste in my mouth as a crew supporter and brian and me we've talked about it we we've shared about this before like we could get really pessimistic and say well mls is a a Ponzi scheme to get land and then <laughs> own the land, get the money from the land ownership, which is what they they got a really nice piece of land in Columbus now because the government wanted to work with them, but that's just American sports. If I were to try to topple MLs, MLS is so small compared to the cronkies in the NFL of the world mm-hmm. or bringing in major league baseball, and you know that's not the least corrupt, uh, ownership group either in the world, but that's just American sports. I still support, I still support Columbus because I love the city because I love the team. And, um, it, there's still some good in MLS with the people that you're going to run into. There's still some mm-hmm. good with the, the yeah. supporters groups that you, uh, you create in St. Louis. You guys are going to create your own supporters groups. I'm sure you're going to make your own friends. I've met probably some of the closest people, outside of my family from crew matches like Mm -hmm. we interviewed uh the radio voice of the crew chris doran this week he does the local radio broadcast which i the crew used to just simulcast their tv um commentary on the radio which uh, by the way tv commentary on the radio Mm -hmm. does not work no. Does not work because <laughs> the, the TV right folks are—they're <laughs> not giving you any play-by-play. It's just they're talking about whatever. But mm-hmm. Chris Dorn talked about that—that that same family to where Caleb Porter his—he coached his kid's club team whenever mm-hmm. his kid was younger. And this is Chris Dorn working for the crew in 2015. Caleb Porter wins in the Crew Stadium, but they happen to be at the same hotel that the team was staying at. And Kayla Porter comes off the bus with this huge MLS cup with full of beer. All the players are tra- taking a drink out of it and stuff. And then like all that anger and stuff goes away. All that team mm-hmm. stuff kind of goes away. And whenever it goes back to the people that are around you and you care about, that's, that's why I stick with MLS. That's why I stick with the crew just because not just Brian, because Brian and myself, we knew each other before the crew, but I know like relationships that we've made during it, uh, there's a whole list of people I can name off that are just like my life is infinitely times better because they're in it. So I, that's what helps me get through some of the negative thoughts sometimes about all the ownership part, all the behind the scenes type stuff, of the league. So talk yeah, about I, that, that crest change, just to sidetrack things for a little bit. Uh, Where do you
1: guys <laughs> stand on the original Columbus crew crest? Cause it's kind of a, uh, uh, a folk hero of mine that I absolutely enjoy.
2: <laughs> Brian, take this one first. Go ahead. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that I really have an opinion. Like, I'm I'm a He's unique
1: three strong boys telling you to play some soccer and. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've
2: got the hat, right? And I, I think it's cool, just because I think it's so different. Like, our 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 crest, and I love our crest. I think it's cool. It also looks like a bunch of other like they were clearly trying to go for like a European like. Like that's, MLS is just like, does so many things to try and be European. And I wish they would quit. And like that's you know, like this is
1: what soccer is supposed to look like. Our football is supposed to look like. Right. Like,
2: like it's a, so it's it. a, it's a pet peeve of mine with the MLS is them trying to be Europe when they're not like it, calling anything FC is <laughs> a big pet peeve of mine. Cause we don't call it football. Like, so you're going to be football club, but no, anyway, um, no, I thought the, I thought it was cool. Cause I thought, it, I think it's like, like, I've got a hat that, well, Thomas gave it to me, but I wear it more often <laughs> than I wear this one probably with the new logo because it's, it's just, it's different. Like, it's not like anything else. And I think that's cool. Like, that's different. Let's like, like let's not try and be Europe. We're not, you know, I think of the cool running scene, right? Like, you know, we're not the Swiss, like we're mm-hmm. you know if, if we're gonna do this like let's do it you know if we're gonna bobsa let's Bobsa Dime. Jamaican. Dime. Dime. <laughs> like, if we're gonna play soccer, let's do it American style let's be obnoxious like let's just that's what we do yeah
0: it, it does Dime. feel kind of like we were talking about the the cup and how different the playoffs are. It does feel like it, you know the the league so desperately wants to have that European identity and be accepted on that same level. And mm-hmm. it feels like maybe they should more intentionally lean into the stuff that makes them unique and different, and, and not try and be, because they're never going to be the Premier League. Right? At least they won't. No, be but for they tried 40, that at 50 first. Years, you know.
3: Like I'd like, say, sure, even the Crew icon was the was a byproduct of them trying to be different. Like people around the world recognize that crew uh, logo, that old crew logo. It, it's different. Mm-hmm. You don't see stuff like that. The hard hats. I, I became a failure like right before they officially changed it, like 100 percent into the crew, right before they changed it. So I I I always knew what it was. Even when I wasn't following soccer, I knew what the Columbus crew was just from that. But MLS has they tried to be different with like the running up uh with like the, the, the running shootout, up, yeah. <laughs> the shootouts that they did and no ties, we're gonna do this. And I think they tried too much. I like that they changed away from like the champions league home away knockout stage of the playoffs. I think this knockout like round, just one match yes. and it's over kind of like NFL rules. I think that's really great. I think that's awesome because there's Fantastic, not as much yeah. um, strategery where, you know, <laughs> um, the crew face off against New York city FC in 2017 and they just destroy him at home. They just take him to town, you know. Artur scores his first goal for the crew. Didn't score again until this year. Didn't score again <laughs> for three seasons, and he's had some pretty big ones this year. I have to give him that. Um, we had d- d- like defenders. You know, I forget the final score line was like four or five to zero, four or five to one that season. And but then the next match, we're just like, okay, hunker down, just hunker down and hope for the best. Like I like the single elimination. Just break it away. I, the SC and the FC. I get that. I, I get that. I think the crew, their background is that they try to... Um, Columbus has like a German heritage behind it. We have like a German village. So they're trying to go for the circle logo because that's something that you see a lot of German clubs of the world. Like Bayern Munich is uh, has those. Um, even like Red Bull over there, they have like a circular crest and that's something that they're known for. That's also I'm getting into like crest explanations which I really... <laughs> those are kind of silly. But I... I like both of them. I think both of them have their place. I was on Team Change the Crest once we knew it was pre-court and him just kind of slapping, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, lipstick on pig. Is that what they're doing? That's the, that's the <laughs> saying, right, Brian? Brian yeah. has to keep me honest on all the sayings because I usually butcher him somehow. <laughs> is that right? That was right?
2: Lipstick on a pig? Yeah, yeah. Lipstick, yeah, you, yeah. Got it. you got
3: it. <laughs> um, but I, I've, I'm I've fine with it now. I, I think it's a, a nice looking crest. I think they them being the first team to do the SC, I think that was kind of cool. I think they kind of led the way with that, but a lot of teams are like changing their names now to FC and SC and it's, it is getting a little bit much. I, I, I do kind of miss the individuality of the names.
2: SC I'm cool with. I just don't need any FC. Like SC saw so you and be soccer club, be soccer club all day. Just don't, don't be FC.
1: But if you guys go FC, but you retcon it into like something German and then you go FC and, and pretend like it makes no. sense. How do you guys feel about that?
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Cincinnati tried to do that. They're the, the foos lads down there. So did, yeah.
2: I, I think I'm okay with not
3: doing anything Cincinnati does because they're not doing it very well. Fake,
2: fake chili FC.
0: Our, our three hour crap on Cincinnati podcast will be later on, though. So we got to say that. Invite us
2: back. Yeah. I, can we, can we I want to get involved in that one. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's, you
1: know we're trying to talk to everyone throughout the league except for Cincinnati and
2: Nashville, <laughs> I think was our. <laughs> that's that's not a bad call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Turn about turn about being fair play, what's your kind of gut level instinctive reaction to the uh St. Louis SC uh crest? I don't know how much you have taken a look at it but
2: um I, I don't I don't hate it i'm trying to remember what it looked like
3: that's i think that's about right i think it's got like the little you know you threw some arc in there i joked around that you could have like archie archie should be your mascot it's like (laughs) an actual arc like that no i i know there's some people out there who they really get into logos and they really Mm -hmm. fanaticize about it i don't think it's a bad logo i I don't think it's horrible chicago's was bad that was powerpoint that was something i would have made like that was bad but i don't (laughs) like it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me i only don't like chicago's old one which they're changing it again and um austin's but i didn't mind i don't mind the st louis one i think it's nice i think it's
2: cool actually i I just looked it back up i like i like that they incorporated the arch in it somehow like i just i think that's unique i think making it i i think when teams really try and like integrate themselves into the culture of the city and the things that make the city unique, and that's—I mean—that's one of the most recognizably St. Louis things. Probably the most recognizably St. Mm-hmm. Louis thing to people yeah. that don't live there. I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, they'll put the Bud Light logo on the jersey itself when
2: oh, it comes yeah. to that. So you know, <laughs> get the other that, that brings people into
3: thing. <laughs> yeah, I that, probably, that brings people into
2: like think a that, fried ravioli be... somewhere. Ooh. There we go.
1: Now we're talking I'm sure about the serve boys. them at the
2: stadium, no doubt.
1: <laughs> I will say it does look good on a fleece. They have some fleeces that they're selling that it looks darn good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do you guys see like the rest of the expansion teams? Like going from an OG team to kind of looking at the teams that are coming in. Like, what are your reads on like Charlotte and Sacramento? And
3: after you.
2: I was going to say, I think our (laughs) opinion on, on uh, Austin is pretty, pretty clear. Yeah. We, you know, (laughs) we're we're not, we're not big fans of Austin.
3: I'm glad Um, you didn't bring them up. Yeah. No,
2: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know enough about like, I like like, Charlotte's a cool city. I've got family that lived in Charlotte for a while. So I've been to Charlotte a number of times. Um, I think it's cool that they're going to have another sports franchise, you know, with the Hornets, with the Carolina Panthers. They have a, they have a cool downtown area. So you know, we'll see how much North Carolina care, the state of North Carolina cares about soccer. Um, Cause I don't know them to be huge soccer fans over there, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think anything that's out in California, I feel like just given the, the Latino population in that state is probably going to do well, like, I think it's you know, I think it's interesting that they wanted another club in in California, given that there's already what four. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I will say they're USL like, like Sacramento does well in the USL, so you right. think that they'll do well moving on up.
3: The having that foundation and being also Sacramento being you know Northern California. All the teams are pretty much like San Jose too. They call it Northern California, but it's uh, you know Sacramento's pretty pretty north when it comes to the the low layout of the teams and stuff. I, I and Sacramento has that foundation in the USL, so I think that one's gonna be good. I don't I don't really get Charlotte. I don't know, like, and having family and their stuff, Brian, that's nothing against your family. I think your family's great. The yeah, that's a personal tell shot, I think. They're great. That's not a personal <laughs> shot, no. Seems really um, direct
0: from over here. You
2: can, you can <laughs> no, if I go personal, him, I, go personal. I, I go personal. I didn't say I liked them. I just said I had family there. So I mean. <laughs>
3: but I don't, I don't know, like, what their kind of background, what their soccer background is. I know if you look at the NWSL, you have the the Courage you have uh, that they have some pretty good following out there and they've got a pretty good um, kind of pedigree of soccer, but they, even they're a newer team. I don't know what to think about Charlotte. They took the law and order font for the logo. So I'm not sure either, <laughs> like what to expect. Um we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Sacramento is going to be cool. Austin. I don't care. And then St. Louis, I, I, I I think St. Louis is going to be awesome. I think you have a hungry fan base like we, you talked about earlier. Uh, you have a hungry fan base who lost that NFL team and now they can kind of stick it to Goodell and Cronky, especially and, uh, and get all behind uh, St. Louis. That'd be nice. Someone to take down Chicago.
2: Is there a big, uh, just out of curiosity, I mean, I know obviously you guys don't have an MLS team yet. You're getting one. Is there a big soccer culture just in general in St. Louis? Is there a lot of, you know like Columbus has become and I think partly because of the crew of soccer like people here like soccer like you you go to bars on Saturday or Sunday morning and there you can almost always there's bars all over the place that are showing Premier League games that are showing you know some Bundesliga games or showing you know soccer like are, are there is that is it a big culture for it in St. Louis
0: yeah I mean I, I Justin you can also speak to this I think there definitely is um there's a huge youth culture it's a really big you know youth and and school sport here which is true a lot of places but i think we do have some some you know kind of development clubs that take it really seriously in the area and have some big big soccer complexes for you know middle and high school but i i also think there are plenty of people who are pretty snobbish about the history of of soccer in st louis Mm -hmm. dating back to you know early in the 20th century and having you know big international games here and and you know some of the things that have happened in the city um, from a soccer history standpoint and so what I'm a little more skeptical of is is how easily those two elements translate indirectly into like okay today are you going to actually show up at the stadium or not you know there were a lot of people that said well we're we're the you know i don't even know what this means but like we're the soccer capital of the united states how could we not have an mls team and it's like okay you can see
1: there are a bunch of players in the (laughs) 50s who played on the world cup team that are all dead
0: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) we had uh, a the soccer coach of my high school played uh, against pele so you know he had that going for him but um yeah, I mean that's that's kind of my question. Is like, okay, you said that you've you've made this big stand. Now we've got a team here. Are you actually going to show up and prove that you mean it? I'm I'm more confident in there's you know like a big a Bosnian population in the city and some some really strong you know cultural populations you know European immigrant populations in different areas of the city, and I'm I'm really confident that they will be big supporters and you know be very passionate and you know i i do think some of that youth and and stuff is going to translate especially if we develop the you know academy program well um so i, I do think it's i think the hunger is there um but it is a it's a little bit hard to get the thermometer on with this you know long three year four year five year it's whatever it's yeah. been build um, and the stops and starts of you know we had a, a resolution we thought was going to get us the stadium I don't know what it's been 6 five or 6 years ago now that didn't happen and then the you know the enterprise group showed up it's been a long kind of, journey yeah. <laughs> yeah so I I think it's there to answer your question directly I do think it's there um but you know I just I am a little apprehensive about seeing it translate to actual you know week after week support in the state a little bit of
1: nervousness just with like yeah Looking at SDLFC, our USL teams, like average attendance wasn't great, but then you look at the factors of like it being in Fenton, which you guys not being familiar with St. Louis is like 30 minutes you, like into You guys Valley. not know about Fenton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fenton. Our, um, so- our USL soccer park is is in a a very like rural isn't the right word, but a distant suburb right along it hmm. A third tier St. Louis River, and so it's you know it's hard to hard to give the attendance there a lot of credit for you know determining what. Yeah, the team.
1: but then you look at like we've hosted international games that have sold out. Um, like I think it was like Real Madrid and Inter Milan sold out a friendly like in uh like our football stadium. So like there's obviously a lot of like appetite for seeing games. It's just when you yeah, have like, it week if- in week out, well, how will that do?
0: I went to a Liverpool Roma preseason friendly at Bush that was. Look, you, look, he used to you. In. So, look at you! Look Yeah, I know. Masala was <laughs> there really. as, a, as a Roma player, and I didn't even know who he was at the time. Little <laughs> did I know.
3: That sounds there really fun, are. actually. Maybe that's where they partly where they scouted him.
0: Yeah, I'm going to assume that that's what happened. That it was just him. i I think that. he scored a goal in hindsight. I I don't actually know this, but I have redacted <laughs> it in my mind that, that he scored a goal that day and this is your tricks, off, yeah. watched and off from the sidelines and you know and,
2: and went you and said demanded to buy him. I was gonna say you said right then and there like hey Klopp like <laughs> yeah, you got right. you got down there we started yelling at Klopp like buy this sign, sign him, him. Yep. sign
1: him. Steven was actually like right behind him. He had the seats like right take there, take right behind all the, the credit,
0: stand.
3: But, <laughs>
0: but you deserve it. I just oh, I could talk about it.
3: that all day. I could talk about Liverpool all day, but that's not why we're here. Right, we put it. We put a yeah. timer on it. Yeah,
2: yeah we ha- we have to do that too sometimes. That or me uh, bitching about Spurs. It's usually that. It's usually yeah. that. Yeah, but
3: this year, uh, this year, you know, you're in that. You're in that second year. Jose, get it. Get all you can out of him now.
2: They'll find a way to blow it. Relish
3: in that it. Instagram, you know.
2: They wouldn't. They wouldn't be <laughs> Spurs if they didn't.
3: He's got some great Instagram content. For somebody who's not an admitted Jose fan, you have to follow him on the Insta. He's a good follow.
2: When, When he's your guy and you're winning at least for me i i fully embrace heels oh you have to yeah like i'm i'm, an, I'm again as an old school wrestling fan and talking bringing up rick flair he, he is the rick flair of international mm. soccer oh like fully him. he's a, he's an
0: old
1: school wrestling
2: heel like that's exactly yeah. what he is like and i, fully... I absolutely
1: I, I love jose
3: and that's coming i'm a man united fan and even after what he put <laughs> us through i still absolutely love him <laughs> he gave you your best year on the standings in a, a long time terms points. oh yeah it, gotcha. and it was so much fun it's It was just, so much you know, fun to watch Watch every ran game. into a, <laughs> gotcha, a to a Man League. city in a Liverpool uh, bus saw though that was bad timing for Jose yeah it's just when you're used to playing like counterattack and then Jose comes in and like just
1: parks the bus with everything and it's it's a lot of fun to win games one nothing let me tell you JFw <laughs> why JF, wouldn't you park
2: the bus with, JF, uh, you know? jfw my friend
1: <laughs> got Phil Jones back there and why wouldn't you you know
0: that's right. That's right.
1: All right, boys. So to wrap it up a little bit, let's get some predictions on tomorrow. We talked a little bit about your feelings, but realistically, what are your predictions? Where do you see this game going? Brian, you go
3: first.
2: I've, I've got hope. Um, and as rebellions
3: uh, are built on hope.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> they sure are. Um, you know, people are doubting the crew. You know, they doubt, like I said earlier, they doubted them at the, during the Save the Crew movement. I think they relish being, the, I think Caleb Porter in particular relishes being the underdog. I think he's got that like mentality of he likes that almost like he would rather be, um, you know, thought that they were going to lose. I I think, I think I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to say the crew win two one. Um, we get a, we get a goal from crew fan favorite Luis Diaz who yeah. we are a Luis Diaz Stan podcast like it And
3: not like scored it. one all year he needs to though he's so yeah, it's he's time so time. <laughs> fun to watch if you haven't just pay attention to him he's so much fun to watch and it's pretty much guaranteed that he starts tomorrow pretty much guaranteed uh but yeah i my, my prediction i i started with 3-1 i started with 3-1 um that's because in the interview with brian and uh our buddy chris doran we act like we're best friends. He was just on our podcast this week. He had, they both picked two to long one. Long friend. Yeah, long time friend. Long time friend of friend. the friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Long time listener, first time guest. We um they all agreed on two to one. I went last, so I said three to one just to be a contrarian. I this sounds crazy. I my massive report prediction. I write for an SB Nation site so called massive report and my prediction i wrote it this Seven morning blocks. and i you, i told you about the roller coaster earlier the roller coaster i was on a very low point this morning and i wrote that seattle was going to win 2 to 1 Ooh.
2: i think <laughs> i'm going
3: to stick with 3 to 1 crew i'm going to stick with 3 to Let's 1 crew go. because i think that um I think they will catch Seattle. I think Seattle can kind of rest on their laurels now. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're a great team. They lost their two biggest players. I think if the crew can take advantage, maybe come out like a boss saw, uh, try, to, uh, try to catch them off balance a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You never know. I think you're going to see Luis Diaz and Derek Etienne Jr., who missed the last two matches because of the vid. Uh, I think you're going to see Diaz and Etienne. They're really quick guys they can move up and down the field really fast I think they're going to stretch Seattle's defense a lot when we played them earlier this year we had a pretty uh Eunice Mokhtar no no offense to him he's not a speed guy he's not going to stretch the field out like these other guys will I think that could maybe give Seattle a run for their money no no pun intended so I'm going to stick with three to one just because it's okay. the night before and I'm feeling good <laughs> we're feeling good Steven, I'll let
1: you go I'll, I'll finish it up here
0: like that uh you know what i'm i'm joining these guys and my positivity about this oh, i Get just in. feel like uh you know admittedly not an expert but i do feel like the momentum's in the right place and um you know the seattle has not looked great at times in this uh in this run they are dominant historically and so they've overcome some you know slides against like fc dallas and things but I don't know. I just I feel like the momentum is is on the crew's side. They're hosting this game. You know, they've they've got this season going and it just feels like the right moment. So uh, as far as scoreline, I'm going to say I'm going to say Queen Sheet. I'm going to say two nothing. No, Um,
3: I like (laughs) it. I like it. (laughs) This is an audio only podcast. My hat just blew off. You didn't see it. <laughs> I, I, okay my, guess, that way. <laughs> okay, my first, okay, my first guess was going to be that Seattle doesn't score, but after that match against Minnesota being town 2 0, Seattle <laughs> is going to find the back of the net. I just feel like they're going to get there. You're,
0: you're probably, I'm probably being over, over eager, but you know, hey, I'll stick with it.
3: Josh, so, uh, Josh Williams has had an amazing. Playoffs. Jonathan Mensa, he's you know third place defender of the year. hasn't missed a minute of game time this season. hasn't missed a single second of the match this season. I, they've had two clean sheets in a row with our backup goalkeeper. Maybe you're not too far off base.
0: Well, I'm hoping. I'm pulling for you guys. For All right. Sure. I'm I, mean, I need but...
1: to. I need to talk through this a little bit because I have some conflicting. <laughs>
0: Uh, feelings here
1: because i'm a big time oh, jordan morris fan strap jordan oh, morris. Oh, love, love oh, me some jordan morris oh, oh. and you know i have a love-hate relationship with jossie zardas so you know those <laughs> two <mostly> <laughs> do you, yeah, we do too to be that. fair <laughs> oh i love jossie
3: i love jossie uh,
1: yeah i just don't think that he should be starting for the national team that's my love-hate and sometimes that those feelings bleed he does into a lot uh, when score. he plays for clubs he does a lot more than score you
3: have to <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, and
1: then that's the thing, is I have this feeling about Jassy's artist, and he always ends up scoring on games I watch. So I think you know <laughs> need to what watch we're tomorrow, here, Justin. Yeah, no, what we're seeing here is a Jassy's artist like 93rd minute goal, probably <laughs> to three-2, uh, Columbus crew win, I think. <sighs> Like, I, that that's the be, thing is Seattle and Columbus are both like really structurally sound and really good defensively, but the wheels yeah. are just going to blow off at some point and we'll probably like the 75th minute. You'll just get
2: like five goals in the last 15. Yeah. And, and that's my <laughs> prediction there. <laughs> oh, just, I'm
3: okay with all these predictions.
2: Just okay. don't please for the love of God. I'm, I'm begging you for the sake of my heart and my liver. Please do not take this into extra time or PKs. Oh um, no! Please,
3: I no, can't which means it. it's going to be zero zero into penalty kicks. Yeah, that's where Cup <laughs> <top laughs> Finals usually happen. That's what's going to happen.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, looking at you know just the chaos meter of this these playoffs so far, it's either going to be like the most insane game you've ever watched, or it's going to be like one million, <laughs>
2: like six, six five, just like <laughs> track meet.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can take it. My heart. All right, boys. Well, we really appreciate you joining us here today. If our listeners want to get more Columbus crew thoughts and opinions, where would they find that? Give yourself a little plug here.
2: You can, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at Bryant and me. We are also on Instagram. We're at Bryant and me. Uh, You can find our podcast on most places that you find good podcasts, Apple music, Spotify, um, you know the typical you places
0: our, you <laughs> can find our podcast there so it's not just good podcasts
3: you're the foundation of the st louis mls market you're the foundation podcast well, you guys are columbus like has, so many, so. Columbus has so many podcasts about the crew and so many fan podcasts you folks are going to be the first you're gonna be the ogs so stick with it
2: I like that. I can get behind that. I like those and words. I like those words. And then we'll have connections in that St. Louis market. Like, oh, yeah, we know those guys. Like, we were on their <laughs> show. There you
3: yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also I write some stuff on Massive Report. It's an SB Nation page where every team pretty much has an SB Nation page, which St. Louis, I'm sure, will want to have one themselves. But I write for Massive Report also. I have a few things out there this week about uh, who should start for goalkeeper. A uh, good story about a supporters group, the Quar or the queen anne's revenge uh roll over something about that we just uh have fun write about the crew and yeah brian maybe we do our episodes weekly weekly so you can listen to us sounds good we like a weekly podcast Hmm. (laughs) we've just been off for two and a half months but we are coming back to weekly (laughs) we were weekly for over a year it was a it was a planned sabbatical but we are coming back (laughs) weekly uh starting here after this mls cup so all right, Stephen, you want to sign us off? <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely! I'd love to sign us off. Uh, yeah, we are just we're so thankful both of you guys could join us tonight and and talk about the crew. I am uh, ready for this cup tomorrow and ready to watch you guys hopefully lift MOS Cup in uh, in your home stadium. Fingers crossed! I hope I, I'm sure you will be up and down the roller coaster several more times before uh, oh yeah
2: before
0: kickoff tomorrow night. But uh, best of luck to you all, and let's hope you can be on again. Uh, and join us soon as, as MLS Cup champions. Let's
2: hope so. If, they,
3: if, if you see me, have, I'm going to be in the seventh row of the Norddeca, which is the corner supporter section, which now there's not really supporter section because you know, everyone's sitting in their assigned mm-hmm. seats. But um, if they do win tomorrow and they bring the cup over and they catch me on TV like bawling, get a screen grab for me. Okay. I'm going to need some uh, video evidence well, of that. I'll uh, be on the line. going to be ugly. <laughs>
0: I'll be Thank on you. the lookout. And if they do win, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a scarf or something. I'm gonna, gonna give some money and get some merch for the at Columbus Crew that. you know. So.
3: Yeah, you can be a crew, crew supporters until 2023.
0: There we go. Yeah, and then we'll be better, bitter rivals. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> until then. Anyone but
3: Austin, anyone but Austin, yeah. we support you. Or, or Sensi. That's true.
0: Yeah. Down with Sensi. Okay. We can agree on that for the rest of the time. No <laughs> question about that. Oh yeah, you had that uh,
3: Reds rivalry. That's fair.
0: Yeah, well, just the whole city, you know. <laughs> Try, trying to pretend like it's got three important rivers when it doesn't, you know. That's, that's all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, thanks, guys. Thanks again for being here. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks See you, soon. you later. Later. There you go. Babe, don't make a sound. Two AM low, gotta keep it, keep it down.
1: Don't wait around for
3: a them now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You want to ride in the six You want to down in the six But when I lean for the kiss You said I'll probably send you some pics And I'm like, hell nah Been waiting too long
1: Hell no, nah, I want that cruel cool love Hell no, nah, Been waiting too long Hell nah I want that cruel cool love. Nah, cool love Body and mind, Losing all
3: my innocence yeah, Body and my running on my innocence i my innocence i not my innocence i my innocence i am my innocence